Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEATINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code me tanks hi guys welcome back to the show today is so so special it is the one year anniversary of it's me tanks this is such a big day for me for all of us i just want to start by saying thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart i truly don't have the words for the gratitude that I have for each and every single one of you. You stuck with me. Uh, you have grown with me. And I I love our community. I love it. I, I truly, I was so emotional. I tried to plan what to say, but I just, nothing felt right. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it how, how I always do it and just speak right from my heart. Uh, gosh, where to begin? I mean, when I listen back, to some of the first episodes, I cringe so hard. Like I was so green. I really didn't know how to plan an episode. I didn't know how to get to a point. I I mean, it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. But you know, that's what growth is. And I said at the beginning, I'm starting from zero. I don't know. I've never done this before. I'm going to give it my best shot. My hope is that I get 1% better each time. And that's what I strive for. And I hope that if you guys are trying new things or are afraid of things that you can just think, okay, 
you can be shit at the beginning. You can be so bad. And I think now that we're here, we can say, I was pretty bad at the beginning. I was pretty bad. But you get 1% better. You learn. You listen to feedback. You try not to take it personally. Uh, I just feel very lucky that I get to spend time with you in this way. Every time I get a note or an email, a call in, a voicemail, we've built this amazing community together. And I, I really feel like we're just getting started. And now, you know, I'm doing my first live show and I'm scared shitless. I'm scared shitless. But you know what I always say? You kind of got to do things a little bit before you're ready. And I'm not ready, but I am lucky because I have you guys. And I know that even if I'm nervous and even if I fuck up or whatever in the live show, you will give me the grace to move forward and improve. And I just want you guys to also give yourselves that grace. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're trying to do, just give yourselves grace and space to grow. We're all growing. We're all learning. Um, So I thought today we could play a few little clips of some of my favorite episodes, some of our most talked about episodes, most shared episodes. And by the way, thank you guys still to this day. The most meaningful and amazing way you can support me is to share my pod if you like it, Um, because word of mouth is it's the best. And that's really just means the world to me. So we're going to share a few clips from top episodes and um, kind of can serve as a little reminder for things to episodes that I'm proud of. Um, but again, I'm just so lucky to have you and so lucky to, uh, to be part of this community. I get so many questions about box theory, right? This is my theory. If you don't know, let's do a quick little recap. Box theory is my theory that when a guy meets a girl in a romantic setting, so a setup or on a dating app or a date, whatever, they're seated next to each other at a dinner party, he puts her into one of three boxes. Number one, he wants to date her. Number two, he wants to hook up with her. Number three, he wants nothing to do with her. Okay, well, if it's option three, it's pretty easy to identify, right? You're okay. That's fine. You're shit out of luck. Um, where we get confused is between date and hookup box. Okay. Basically, the theory goes that you can't move from box to box. So if a guy meets you and he's like, I want to date that girl. You could puke on his shoes on the first date. You could get super drunk. You could talk about how you like tantric sex and you, you know, I don't know, whatever. And he's still going to he's still going to want to date you. Vice versa. If he puts you in the hookup box, you could hold out on sex for months. You could talk about how you went to Bible study um, at that week. You could talk about how much you love golden retrievers and he's still still not going to want to date you. And then people say, okay, well, Tinks, that puts all the power in the guy's hand. Okay, you're looking at it the wrong way. The reason that the theory is empowering is because I want you guys to not stress over when you sleep with him or, oh my God, I sent the text and that's why he doesn't want to date me. Wrong. It's nothing that you do. We spend so much time being like, oh my God, well, if I hadn't slept with him, like after five dates, like he would have wanted to date me. No, he wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have. And... I don't believe in manipulating guys into dating you, okay? I I don't I don't believe that. Like box theory is helpful on multiple reasons and this is one of them. Firstly, it's helpful because it takes the pressure off. So don't worry about when to sleep with him. Don't worry about whether you send the text at 11 a.m. or 2 p.m. It really doesn't fucking matter. And then it's also like it reminds you of your worth, right? If you're in the 
hookup box, that is that person telling you, I don't value you enough to date you. I don't think that you're, you know, worth my time to to invest in. So that should empower you. And and listen, another person asked me, well, what if I'm okay with being in the hookup box? Great. Great. If you're just looking to have fun, that's amazing. But it's good to know, right? It's good to be super clear with yourself on where you stand with the other person. Matches energy always, right? I always say that. Like if you're okay with it and you guys are both just having fun, great. But just be aware. That's another reason why the theory is empowering because it helps you think like, okay, well, which box am I in? Okay, there's another question inquiring minds want to know. How do I know which box I'm in? Well, does he, okay, so signs that you're in the date box. He texts you all the time. Guys are honestly, bless them, very simple. If they like you, they'll text you. They'll ask you things about your day. They'll remember that you have a shitty boss and check in on that. They will say, hey, how did your sister's foot surgery go? Is your dog feeling better? Do you, and and then they'll plan dates, right? They're planning dates. Guys, when they like you, they're like planning the next date on the first date. They are thinking ahead. They're texting you on a Monday for a Thursday dinner. Okay, signs you're in the hookup box. They're hot and cold. They only text you on weekends. They don't plan dates. They're like, when are we hanging? What's your plan this weekend? You know that vague shit that I hate? Never, buddy. Never if you use that phrase. So yeah, he only texts you on weekends. Like he's not, he doesn't value your time. He's canceling last minute. Again, if you're okay with that and it's just like a mutual fun thing, go off. But if you feel anxious, if you're like, oh, like, is he going to text me? If you're getting that feeling, you're in the hookup box. So be empowered by that information. Don't be depressed by it. Be empowered by it. And if you're not into that and if you want more and if you want a relationship, then go, go, then leave then stop hooking up with him. And please know that there is someone out there who will put you in the date box immediately. And when they do, oh my God, it's the best feeling. Like it's the best feeling because you know, you don't feel anxious when you're not with them. You don't like look at your phone 10 times a day being like, oh my God, should I have said that? Should I have not said that? You just feel easy. Like if you're putting your texts, if you're like writing out the text in your notes app before you send it to him, he's not your guy. Okay. Because when you feel comfortable with someone, you just fire shit off. Okay, reverse box theory. Okay, so I often get the question, well, what about us girls? What do we do? Um, and so a few disclaimers for this theory. Um, unlike box theory, this doesn't affect all women, okay? It doesn't affect all women. It predominantly affects women in their 20s, especially in their young 20s, okay? A lot of women in their young 20s prematurely put men into one box, the date box, okay? Sometimes before they've even met him, right? You know, they'll talk a couple days on Hinge. You know, they haven't even met, met this guy and they're already thinking, I want this guy to be my boyfriend. I want him to be my boyfriend. We really just have this one box, like, or at least I did in my young 20s. I was like, that was my goal. It was like a zero sum game, which doesn't make any fucking sense because it doesn't take into account that you might not like the guy in person or that you actually don't know jack shit about him. Anyway, I digress. So a lot of women in their young 20s just have this one box. They're like, I want to date him. I want to date him. Why, you might ask? Well, media, movies, TV shows, uh, modern dating culture has given a lot of women a scarcity mindset. 
What does that mean? A scarcity mindset means there's not enough to go around. And this doesn't just affect dating. This affects jobs. It affects, you know, attention. It affects everything, right? A lot of women have scarcity mindset. There's like, they're like, there's not enough. Okay. And that in turn creates this, um, crazy stress around making someone your boyfriend and wanting someone to date you. It's like, the question on so many girls' mind is, is he going to like me? Is he going to like me? Stop. The question is, do I like him? And it's so painful because it's like, you don't even know this person and you put them in the date box. He doesn't get to go in the date box until he proves his worth. He doesn't get to be on this pedestal. And here's the problem with reverse box theory. It stresses girls out to no end. Do you know how many DMs I get? I'm so nervous for this first date tonight. It's not a job interview with cocktails. You're going to see if you vibe. The playing field is even. It's the pedestal pudding that really upsets me. Because, okay, can you eventually put someone in in the I want to date him box? Absolutely. But he needs to show you that he's worthy. Okay. Does he have a headboard? I'm just kidding. That's obviously a a non-starter if he doesn't, but it's like eventually over time he can go in that box, but it's like the premature putting of him in the box. That's the issue. And it totally imbalances everything. That's what makes you feel so nervous before a date. That's what, that's what kind of blurs your vision when you go on a date and it's not that good but you're trying to make it work and you somehow find yourself tripping over this person that you barely know. It's also why when, you know, say you go on like three dates and maybe he ghosts you or soft ghosts you or just tells you that, you know, he doesn't want to date you or whatever. When you have a meltdown about it, it's because of this scarcity mindset in part. It's because he was in the date box before you even knew shit about him. You were like planning your wedding. We future trip, we imagine. We see his profile, we see his picture with his mom, and we think, wow, she looks like she'd be a great mother-in-law. Wow, here's a picture of him skiing. I wonder if we'll get married in Aspen. Our mind goes crazy, and it totally makes you bajiggity going into the first date. It makes you feel like you have something to prove. It makes you feel like you have to perform. It makes you feel like you have to win this game. It's not a game, right? All a date is is checking the vibe. It's checking compatibility. But like I said, the playing field is even. If anything, you are the prize. You're the prize. You need to totally reframe your thinking about it and say, he wants to be in my date box. He would be so lucky if I ever put him in the date box. Not, oh my God, do you think that, uh, do you think he likes me? Do you think he's going to text me? Stop. Dating needs to be about exploration, um, self-discovery, what do you like? And, and honestly, learning a lot about what you need in a partner. You're listening to my one year anniversary episode. Gosh, I can hardly believe it. I remember how nervous I was the first day. I was so nervous. I went to the uh, Casey Musgraves concert the night before my first podcast. I'm honestly so embarrassed for how I was acting. I was acting like the biggest diva in the world. I was like, Sethi, no one can be in the room when I do my first pod. No one can do it. Like, 
I was I, I, I can't even listen to the first episode of the pod. I really can't because it was so you can hear how nervous I was. You can hear that I don't have a plan, which is just so funny to me because now I spend like an hour planning each episode. I have detailed notes. I go over it with my producers like it's just a lot more thought out. And I just like came in a little bit hungover, like just wheeling and dealing, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Cringe. You got to start somewhere. You have to. It's okay. And it's just really, really great to have people around you who can support you and be like, you know what? I think you can do better. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading. Maybe you want to pick it back up for summer. It's so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips, reading by the pool or just reading before bed, which is, as you know, my favorite thing to do. Right now, you can get your first book of the month for just $5 with code PEDALS by visiting bookofthemonth.com. That's bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums and art galleries. You guys, I am about to fire up my group chat because I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I love the idea that we can take it any way we want. We can go to a fancy dinner. We can get rowdy at a pool party. I've heard of the famous pool parties in Scottsdale and I need to experience them because there's nothing I love more than sunshine and a good time. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's 
endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. A consistent body care routine is so important to me, you guys. I love to feel good in myself. I love to feel good in my skin. It is our largest organ, so I like to take care of it. And I like to look good while naked. Yes, I admit it. You guys know I am obsessed with Osea. And a lot of it in part is because of how the products make me feel. So I love that I can trust everything that they make because they put such care and thought into each product. And I love how the body products make my skin feel very soft, very smooth. There's no harsh chemicals or dyes in any of it. It's just natural and it makes me feel naturally good. Glow from the inside out with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60, head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Pivoting the Eclipsed. So what is the Eclipsed? One of my more controversial theories slash tools. And I don't give a shit because it helped me, so it might help someone else. The Eclipsed is like an insurance policy. You never want to use it. You never want to have to use it, but it's sure feels good to have it in your back pocket just in case so and again not everybody needs to use this but for my fellow girls who like me have a wild and I do mean fucking wild imagination and who start to get very heart eyes emoji in the first few weeks of dating someone this one might be for you so I've talked about this before I am not ashamed I'm training myself to be better but When I was in my 20s and I would start dating a guy, I would literally go blind. I'd be like, he's perfect. Derek is perfect. There's no flaws. So what if he doesn't text me back and, you know, doesn't have a job? He's perfect. We will build a life together. And that's not always helpful, okay? But a little refresher. And ick is not a red flag. And it's not a fatal flaw. And ick is like a little something that they do. It can be tiny, minute, minuscule, where you're just like, ugh. So for example, like if he says a joke and no one laughs and then he repeats it. Or he bends over and you see his bum crack. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I saw a guy's bum crack once. I never spoke to him again. (laughs) Okay. So you know those little icks. Or like you go in to his room and he still has like an The Office poster up. Like that's an ick, you know? Just a little thing that makes your stomach flip where you're like, Ugh. and if you think about it again when you're not with him, you still go, Ugh. okay. Icks are usually bad, right? Because you are dating someone or you have a crush on them, whatever, and they do an ick and you're like, Ugh. stop. You can harness the power of the ick. So here's what I do. I keep a little note in my phone, the ick list for whatever guy. 
And whenever he bends over and I see his bum crack or he says something cringy or he, you know, whatever the ick is, I write it down. And I don't think about it too much. I don't give it any meaning. I just have it in a little notes app in my phone. Okay, here's why it's good for two reasons. Number one, if you feel yourself like getting completely goo goo gaga, that's a specific term, that's a Tink's term, goo goo gaga, when you are become the heart eyes emoji and you are literally, I mean, you're bajiggity, you can use the ick list to kind of like temper that and bring yourself back down to earth a little bit. Like if you're literally at lunch with your friends and you've been on three dates with him and you're like, and then this about Derek and then that, and then they're like, dude, you literally just met him. You can just be like, okay, I'm going to check the ick list and remember that he did in fact, you know, not know where Brazil was on a map or whatever the ick was, you know? The second and probably more important use of the ick list is if you're dating someone for a few months, you know, it's not a huge relationship and you break up. Wow, is the ick list important, okay? Because then when you're, you're hurting, you pull out the ick list and you remember, you remember that he didn't get you flowers on your birthday. You remember that he um, quotes the big Lebowski nonstop. That's not an ick. I take that one back. But whatever, whatever your icks are, you can use that. Some people think this is toxic. I don't really give a shit because it helped me and it could help some other people, okay? Again, if you've been dating someone for seven years and you break up, the ick list isn't going to mean shit because you were deeply in love with that person. I am talking about casual dating. I'm talking about reverse box theory, having a a chokehold on your brain and you needing to chill the fuck out a little bit. Just have it in your back pocket. It's very useful. Make the ick list. I don't know how many times I've been asked this question, but it's a lot. How to hold a funeral. Um, Let it be known that a funeral is not for a long-term relationship. Sometimes you guys write to me and you're like, I've been dating this guy for three years and he broke up with me out of nowhere. How do I hold a funeral? No, no, no. You're in a breakup. That's a full scale level 10 breakup. And I'll, I definitely have tips for that, but that's a different episode. Okay. Let me back up and tell you why I was inspired to make this funeral trick. If I could add up all the hours in my 20s that I wasted thinking, crying, being upset about boys who I never dated, if you added up all those hours, I could have learned a different language, okay? I could have I could have written a manuscript for a movie, okay? I could have trained for a marathon twice. We spend so much time being upset about people who, A, we never dated, B, and this one's going to hurt, never cared about us, right? They don't even care. Now, why do we attach meaning to guys who we are not even dating? Reverse box theory. Let's take an example. Okay. You meet a guy on a dating app. You go on a date. You're not even really thinking about like how he makes you feel, whatever you, you know, you have a nice time. He's pretty hot, looks good on paper on his hinge profile. There's a picture of him in a tux. You know, he has that picture with like some of his nieces and nephews where the caption is undoubtedly not mine. (laughs) He has a pic with his mom. He likes his mom. He probably has some dumbass Santa con picture too. But you're like, oh, he's, he's so cute and like loves to have fun. Okay, so whatever. You go on the date. 
you're not even thinking like, do I like him? Like, does he make me laugh? Like, you're like, you're attached already. You're like, I want to have this guy be my boyfriend. You're telling your friends. Um, maybe you go on a second date. Again, meh. Maybe you go on a third date. Maybe you date for like a couple weeks and it's blah. And then either he ghosts you or he tells you like, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm, I'm not really into this. Whatever, whatever. Okay. You're devastated. You're completely devastated. You cannot stop thinking about him. Now, if I asked you, what was his mom's name? Uh, what did he study in college? Um, what's his roommate's name? You might not even be able to tell me those things. But in your mind, you've attached a lot of meaning to this fellow. You need to hold a funeral, okay? Because here's the thing. You never really dated him. You went on a couple dates with him. Let's take another example. This is a classic. I get this one all the time. You go on a first date. It's a long one. You're like, that was amazing. We talked for so long. We had like six drinks. Never hear from him again. And you can't get him out of your mind. In this case, it's clear. It's, it's a clear cut case of ego, right? You didn't actually fall in love with this person over those six vodka sodas. Your ego is wondering why he ghosted you. Your ego is saying, what did I do to make him do that? The truth is nothing. You didn't vibe. Okay. So you understand now the funeral is for situations where you just need to get over them. You need to cut it. Here's what you're going to do. The first step is acknowledging, oh my God, I'm tripping about someone who genuinely didn't care about me and I need to move on with my life. So you're going to pick a day. It doesn't have to be the day that you decide, but it has to be in the near future. And your friends can be helpful, right? Your friends can be helpful in this case because you can say, guys, do you think like if you're still delusional, you can be like, guys, do you think that Tony's ever going to text me? They're going to be like, no, dude, that was three weeks ago. You, you got ghosted. Okay. You hold a funeral. Here's what you do. You put on some comically sad music. I personally like Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley because for us millennials, we know that when Marissa died in the OC, that's the song they played. And so forever, that song will make me cry. You can dim the lights. You can invite your friends. It's fun to invite your friends. I, I usually invite the girls over. Um, you know, we have a bottle of wine. Um, you don't need to buy yourself real flowers because the relationship wasn't real. So you don't need those for the funeral. Um, light a candle and set him free. And it's a mental trick. Like, you have to do it. You have to get there. You literally set him free. Fly high, king. You'll be missed, Tony. Tony of Hinge. May you rest, Derek of Bumble. May you rest in peace. And you literally just have a day where you're allowed to mourn them. And the sillier you get with it, the better it works. Because it's silly to waste time thinking about someone who isn't thinking about you. And I wish that I had had this trick earlier in my 20s because boy, did I waste a lot of time. I wish I had known the funeral system. So when you're thinking about like, okay, should I hold a funeral or not? Funeral or not think, here are some questions like, does this person care about me? D did they take a real interest in me? Do I actually care about them or is this my ego? Is this Mr. Ego saying, why not me? Why didn't this work out? That's Mr. Ego's voice, in case you were wondering. It's a great system. It works. Oh, so then you hold the funeral. The next day you wake up, it's over. It's over. You're not allowed to indulge in any of those thoughts anymore. 
anytime you go to think about Tony or Derek or Chris or whatever, you think, nope, already held the funeral. Fly high, King. You'll be missed. I wish I'd had it earlier. And I and my hope is that people use this to so that they stop wasting time. Because as you know, time is the only limited resource on this fucking planet Earth. Can never get it back. Wish someone had told me, it's not your guy. Relax. The sooner you hold a funeral, the sooner you can call someone else into your life. The sooner you can say, ah, going out, going to go on another date, going to go out with my friends. Don't lose your mind over someone who doesn't mind losing you. I get so many questions and comments about body image, and it's hard to even know where to begin. It's such an ongoing prison that attacks women, especially. I know it attacks everybody, but God, women, especially young women, we're just so mean to ourselves for like the first third of our lives. We're just like every day talking shit to ourselves. And you guys write to me all the time and you're like, how do I deal with it? I have such a bad body image. And again, I, you know, I want to reiterate, if you are really, really deeply struggling and, and it's it's crossed over into a into a dangerous place, please seek help immediately. But if it's just, you know, the day to day that we undergo as women is just like, we're just like, oh, I, I look terrible today. Oh, I hate my ass. Oh, I, I wish my arms were smaller. Oh, you know, all this and that. It's like, it's nonstop. But yet, we would never say that to a girlfriend. We would never say that to our sister or our mom. We would never say, God, your ass looks disgusting in those jeans. We would never say that. Moreover, we, we aren't friends with people for their bodies. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever realized, like, you're not friends with your friends for their bodies? I, I've said this before, but my body is the least interesting thing about me. I am a meat-covered skeleton on a rock hurtling through space, okay? It's taken me a long time to get here, but I just want to talk about it because I wish I could give my younger self back some of the time that I spent being mean to myself. You guys always ask like, oh, well, what would you have known if you were, what would you like to tell your 25-year-old self? I would be like, stop fucking talking bad about yourself. Stop looking in the mirror and poking holes at every single little flaw you, you see. It's just, if I had one wish, if I had one superpower, it would be to rid women of this plague because it's like, it's got to stop. And I always get asked, what was it? What's the good part about getting older? Well, when I was 29, I finally stopped hating myself. When I was 29, I looked around and I was like, I'm strong. I have amazing friends. I have a job I love. I have a, I have a community that I'm building that means more to me than anything on this earth. I have my followers who is, it's a, a love greater than I've ever known. Who gives a fucking shit about my cellulite? And it's like, the more you think that, it's su- it's such a weird catch 22 because it's like, the more you think that, the more you really feel that in your soul, the hotter you become, I think. I'm on the Kim Kardashian plan, right? She's She's her hottest now and she's like 40. I'm climbing, baby. I'm climbing. I didn't even figure out to do a center part until I was 27. So the best is yet to come. So that's what I should be thinking about. That's another thing that really helps me sometimes is sometimes when I start to bitch, I'm like, you know what, Tinks? You're pretty lucky. Your body works. You can use it for any way you want and um, and you're pretty lucky. So, um, so, so sometimes gratitude is a really big flip switch. It's so crazy. The standards we have for ourselves are totally 
out of line with the standards that we have for our friends and the people that we love. We need to start treating ourselves like we do our friends and our sisters. Okay, then the other thing, like, oh, I just went on a trip. I, you know, I was eating and drinking a lot. I used to to do this, guys. I used to literally come home from a trip and have a meltdown meltdown like like feeling so angry with myself and and you know what you know what that did all that time fucking nothing beating yourself up about enjoying yourself is literally a lose-lose because not only does it do nothing okay it doesn't take away the chips and guac and margaritas it also ruins your nice memory and I finally got to a point in my late 20s where I was like what's the point of this like truly what is the point of this because it's just it's literally a big waste of time. Um, and you need you you should have fun. What I do remember is the fun times. I remember the trips. I remember the late night pizza with my friends. I remember, you know, eating birthday cake with with my girlfriends, like I, all that stuff, all of my happiest memories around food because I love food. So why would I beat myself up around it? And then the last thing is, is today, a follower asked, you know, I'm beating myself up because I'm not as thin as I was in college. Here's what's interesting about that. You know how I always say comparison is the is the thief of joy. It's not just to people on the internet. So definitely don't compare yourself to people on the internet because it's all fake. It's all photoshopped and fucking liposuction and whatever, whatever, whatever. It's also comparison of where you think you should be and where you have been, Right. And that's what that follower was saying. She's saying she's upset. But yeah, but in college, you're a fucking fetus in college. Your bones are different. It's such a lie that like 18 is the point when you stop changing and your body stops changing. I don't think, I think my body is still changing. It's still settling in different ways. You know, it's, you can't look back. That is so mean to yourself to hold yourself to you. Your life was completely different in college. You maybe weren't working full time in college. You were hanging with your friends. You had more time. Maybe you were on a sports team. Of course, your body would be different. Women's bodies especially change a lot throughout their 20s. And again, this comes back to comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. So, so especially with body image, slap that mantra on comparison is the thief of joy to people you're seeing on the on the internet to your past selves and to you who who you think you should be right because that's like another way we torture ourselves oh well I thought I'd be thinner before my vacation okay well why that's so mean to yourself like give yourself a break again I don't believe in regrets I really don't but if I could look back and make one change in my 20s I swear to god you guys it would be to spend less time thinking about this because it would have added up to be a lot of time. And that's a shame, you know? And the more confident that I've become, I really do feel like the more attractive I've become as well. And I think that that's, that's the key. And to anyone out there who feels like they'll never reach a place of acceptance, I'm telling you from the other side, it's possible. I'm telling you it's within you. I'm telling you it's closer than you think, but it starts with being kind to yourself, like really being kind to yourself as if you were a close friend. So please think about that next time you go to criticize your body, which is your vessel for your soul. So be nice to it. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the support, all the feedback. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do this without you. And I, I truly feel with each episode, 
more defined purpose. I am lucky because I have this sounding board in you guys and I hear what's going on. What are, what, what are you thinking about? What's causing you stress? What's going on in dating? What, how are you feeling about body image? Like I feel purpose because you guys bestow it upon me. And I take that responsibility very seriously. Every time you write to me, don't for a second think that I take this for granted. I, I seriously, as cheesy and as insane as it sounds, I think this is like why I was put on earth is to help connect women, is to help connect people through shared experience. And I, I just want to learn how to how we can move through this modern world together with the most elegance and having the most fun and um, in in the best way. So I really I'm just so, so grateful again. I can't say it enough and I can't wait for the next year together. Uh, as always, please send me feedback, send me questions. How can I serve you better? Uh, and I just want to thank you. This is just you're my world. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me, I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming and ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code tanks on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R. H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel one million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tinks. <laughs> 